0: You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Matides and Rita Cosby on 77
1: WABC.
2: Gordon, joining us now to talk about all of this is the great Asia expert. His Twitter is Gordon G. Chang. Uh, Gordon, there's some huge news today with China. Uh, this hacking is wild. A uh, hacking of several cabinet officials by China uh, of their emails, uh, Nicholas Burns, who's the U.S. ambassador, right, to China, and you've got some others in the State Department. Uh, it sounds like they got hundreds of thousands of emails, right?
1: Well, they certainly have. And this is while China is talking about trying to establish a cooperative relationship with the United States. Now, uh, we have heard Biden event official, administration officials say, oh, well, you know, this is normal type hacking. We hack them, they hack us. That, this is an important point and that is China is talking about going to war, it's preparing to go to war, and that means every piece of information they get from us is probably going to be used in a war. So this is not the time to be complacent. This is not the time to minimize what the Chinese are doing.
2: Yeah, 1,000%. What, what could they have gotten, by the way? You know, you think about, at least we know about it, but it hap- we found out about it What after the fact. What does that say about our uh, security?
1: Well, they, what they got, your first question is um, in anticipation of uh, Blinken, Secretary of State Blinken's trip to Beijing, they got information about that. Um, clearly, they got general information. This was unclassified emails. Um, this was obtained from Microsoft's cloud. Uh, but nonetheless, they got insight into American thinking about these trips. So although it was not um, top secret stuff, It was important for them, and it was important enough for them to spend a lot of effort to try to get it.
2: You know, it it comes on the heels. As soon as I heard this, um, there was a question about, oh, well, what do you think about it? And people in the Biden administration were like, well, we didn't really like it. I'm thinking, you didn't really like it. Uh, That's sort (laughs) of the way they responded on the spy balloon. I, I mean, there's so many issues. What kind of message are we sending to Beijing?
1: Uh, American feebleness is what we're sending. Um, You know, when Janet Yellen bowed three times to a subordinate official in the Chinese government, basically we were telling the Chinese, look, we're a vassal, and we are coming to your grand celestial court. You know, we've sent the Secretary of State, then Janet Yellen, now John Kerry, um, without a return visit from the Chinese. This is just American weakness. Ed Cox, you have a lot of experience with the Chinese because your father-in-law was President Nixon. Uh, Do you feel that message went across to the Chinese like that? Of course. That's what they assume. They are the
0: middle kingdom and everyone comes to pay them tribute. That's the way they've always seen it historically. And now that they have an emperor, an emperor Xi, that's the way he's behaving. Very sad. Very sad.
2: And uh, David Patterson, you got a question, Governor Patterson.
0: Uh, Sir Gordon, I think people who follow this like yourself uh, have expected that at a certain point, China was really going to start moving on this. But I get the feeling because usually China has moved in scores of years as opposed to four-year election cycles. But I get the sense that they're sensing a weakness on our side. I remember in the presidential debate between uh, President Trump and Joe Biden, uh, and they said, uh, uh, "What are you going to do when uh, when China uh, breaks the rules?" He says, "Well, they have to follow the rules." That's really not an
1: answer. Yeah. And, and so you know. I'm, I'm wondering how you feel about that. Yeah, it's certainly not an answer. We hear a lot from the Biden administration officials that we're going to impose costs or we're going to hold them accountable for, for instance, these email hacks. We heard that from Secretary of State Blinken, from Jake Sullivan, um, from uh, Gina Raimondo, um, the Commerce Secretary, and yet we're not doing anything. We're not holding them accountable, and that really is the issue because until we start imposing costs on China that are greater than the benefits they receive, they will continue to do this. Gordon, it's Richard Warberg. Let me ask you a different question. Why did former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger go to China? Was that a, a back ramp to try to establish some sort of relationship again? Was that him on his own? What was that all about? Yeah, I'd like to know who paid for this trip, um, because that will tell us a lot in terms of the answer to your question. Kissinger believes that uh, war between China and the United States is, as he said, quote-unquote, probable. And he believes that something must change. But unfortunately, China is becoming more militant and the Biden administration is not deterring China. So I think that Kissinger – and I'm trying to be charitable here – that Kissinger is trying to establish those lines of communication that can prevent a war. But what he is doing, I think, is accelerating a war – by showing a lack of resolve by undercutting Biden administration officials. So this is not a good move on, on Kissinger's part. Yeah, absolutely. It's not a good move. And um, I'll tell you, it's just uh, mind-boggling. It
2: is mind-boggling. And, and, and it's, mine, it's stunning to me, just the lack of At, effort by At our administration.
1: Admiral has updated his number on war with China to 2054, I think. Wow. Your thoughts, Gordon? Well, it, it, it's, coming, it's coming soon. Right now you've got the Chinese economy um, really eroding fast, and Xi Jinping has no answers to that other than to rally the Chinese people with a conflict. We also know that there is high-level infighting right now because the foreign minister has not been seen since June 25, and he is a protege of Xi Jinping. The way to attack a leader in Communist Party politics is to attack his proteges. So it means that Xi Jinping himself is under pressure, which means you've got a leader under pressure, country falling apart. Um, There are no
2: good outcomes here. Here's
1: my joke again. Did he go above the fifth floor?
2: (laughs) (laughs) What what happens in Russia, right? I mean, similar pattern. David Patterson. Patterson.
0: Gordon, in 2018, speaking at one of those conferences, uh, President Xi said that he thought that China should rule the – The world by 2049 and the Milky Way and 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 the point really is that the more they see a lack of opposition, the more they're moving that date up.
1: Yes, Um, you know, Xi Jinping talks about Tianxia, which is all under heaven, which is the imperial era notion that the Chinese ruler not only has the right to rule the entire world, but also has the obligation to. And since 2017, Chinese officials have been talking about the moon and Mars as sovereign Chinese territory. So, they're becoming much more aggressive. We are seeing this in not only their diplomacy, but also their territorial claims in the here and now. So, um, China is becoming a much more um, difficult partner for anybody. And right now, nobody can deal with China. As China says, nobody can influence China. That's what they say. Well, if that's the case, then we're really in trouble.
2: Yeah, that really is important.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, God bless America. And uh, let's pray for better better results thank you so much i thank think you, china Ryan. should let us keep
0: the moon and they can have mars cuz it's a red planet yeah <laughs> well. oh. that's
2: it
1: that's thank that you was a good, good one governor that was a good one that was
2: a good one <laughs> thank you gordon thank you Gordon.